everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 334th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to dive into some news, uh, you know, rounding up some thoughts and, and things on Jurassic World Dominion. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about there. Plus, the exhibition returns again to a new city. We're going to talk about that. And then after all that, we're going to dive into the Jurassic Mailbag with Jennifer Evans. We uh, had a little bit of extra time, so we were able to throw in so, so many more emails and, and voicemails into this episode. So I think you'll really dig this one. There's a lot of really fun questions in this. But just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us your audio files or your questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our contact page over on JurassicParkPodcast.com and fill out our contact form. Now, we know you haven't heard the episode just yet, but we are already getting emails into our inbox right now as we speak for the next mailbag. So get yours in now. So before we get started, I wanted to take care of some quick business. Now, you may or may not have heard, but we decided to change the format of the show just a little bit. So you're basically going to get shows every other week now. And uh, that means two episodes a month. Uh, Typically, we do monthly episodes of, you know, The Wire and The Mailbag. That format's changing just a little bit because we're only doing two episodes a month. So, you know, for instance, this month you're going to get a mailbag. Next month you'll get a wire. The month after that you'll get another mailbag. The month after that, you'll get another wire. You kind of get where I'm going with that, right? But like I said, the wire in the mailbag will only consist of one episode a month, so you will have another episode per month. So that's two episodes a month. You could get something like a Dino DNA, a Dino Score, uh, anything. The Innovation Center, whatever the case may be, there will be plenty of content out there, and maybe some of the episodes will be a little bit longer, but it, it at least gives us some time to relax and chill and not have to produce content every week um because who knows what's going on right now the movies just ended the tv show just ended there's definitely still a ton to discuss so that's why we will be continuing on with the live streams every single week so you still can catch those every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time and i will have you know the most up-to-date conversations and uh news and things like that so please definitely check out the live streams they are always so so much fun A lot of really, really great people in there every single week who show up every time. So thank you so much. Applause to all of you who show up every week. Really, really appreciate it. But the podcast will still be here as well. So just don't worry about it. 
we're just switching to a, a little bit of a lesser content schedule, so uh, it makes it a little bit easier on us. Look, we've been doing this for like seven years now. Seven plus years? I don't even know. It's so many years. Uh, so thank you so much for you know tagging along this whole time and going on a, this journey with us and changing the format just a little bit. Don't worry too much. It's all good. I'm excited to produce content in the near future, and we've got a lot of stuff coming up, so stay tuned. But that's about it for the intro here, so why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. I thought we had been right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, so first off here in the news, we're going to discuss a little bit of Jurassic World Dominion and all the latest updates here. So uh, let's start here with the box office. So, uh, you know, I, pro I don't know if I mentioned it here or not, but it looks like Jurassic World Dominion finally is the number two movie of the year worldwide, which is very, very exciting. I think it bypassed Doctor Strange. So we're looking pretty good. And currently... As of this, uh, the website here, Box Office Mojo right now, it says the worldwide figures are at 974.5 million. So doing really, really good. And we're getting very close to uh, 1 billion for this movie. And I keep hearing people say that this movie, you know, was a, was a, uh, a letdown box office wise and numbers wise. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean... It's uh, pushing a billion here, and I think we're doing pretty good. Sure, it's no Top Gun Maverick, but we're doing great here on our own. So those are the box office figures there. It's still pushing, still a little ways away from a billion, but hopefully we make it. Now, that will all hinge on, I think, this coming week. Now, we've been wondering for a, a, a long time, and I say a long time, but it's only been two months. We've been wondering for the past two months, when is Jurassic World Dominion? gonna hit the dvd shelves out there when's it gonna hit 4k when are we gonna get those box sets whatever and it finally came to our attention via everybody announcing it from the films and colin and everybody you know stating that the movie the extended edition of the movie will be releasing august 16th now that is uh this week and it is so so exciting to finally have the dvd here in our hands after uh you know, it makes it sound like it's been so, so long the way that I'm kind of saying this, but it really hasn't. Obviously, it's only been that two months, but it feels like it's been just a lifetime with, you know, the release schedule and and uh, and then the digital being out, you know, for the past month that you've been able to buy it digitally and then the leak of the extended cut and then the extended cut actually getting released in Canada uh, a few weeks ago or however long it's been now. And finally, it is here. It's going to be here in the States, which is very, very exciting. The cast and crew have made a, a huge fuss about the extended cut and how it is the definitive version, the version that maybe we should have seen in theaters or, you know, the first cut or the original cut of the movie. So they've made a really, really big deal about how this is what we all should have seen. And we're finally going to be able to see it. I know some people have seen it already, so... You know, forget about that for a second. Forget that you're hearing me say this for a minute. But this is the first time that we're all going to see this, and it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see 
what is in this extended cut, but we do have some special features here to discuss. So as expected, Battle at Big Rock, the Jurassic World short film is gonna be on here. That was, that's been expected for a very long time. Colin mentioned that on Twitter a while back. We also have a new breed of VFX. That's gonna be interesting. Uh, Dinosaurs Among Us Inside Jurassic World Dominion. Sounds cool. Uh, and that's, uh, I guess we've got an in-depth 45 plus minute look at the making of the film. So that's very, very cool. I can't wait to see that uh, that 45 minute uh, movie there, I guess, or, or behind the scenes. That's gonna be very exciting. I love it when DVDs include something that's pretty deep and, and longer. So hopefully it is, you know, not just a clip show of things that we've already seen. Hopefully it is a true in-depth look. I feel like, you know, I've been saying this for a long time, but I really hope there's some good stuff from the the extended film the extended you know uh creation of this movie because it took so much longer with all the covid restrictions and them all staying together in a house or not a house it wasn't like the real world or anything it was it was a hotel uh but them all staying together and all that fun stuff so i really hope there's some really good behind the scenes in this but that's to be foreseen we'll have to wait until we actually get a chance to watch it and also as a little update for jurassic world dominion at least as of this recording, a bunch of people, uh, there was influencers and uh, reporters and things like that from different websites around uh, the internet. And uh, they were all sent out to Malta to cover kind of like the DVD release of this movie, but also like promoting Malta itself as a place where films are created, films are television. Uh, they actually sent all these people out on like a big... It just felt like a very big excursion. Trying to see what this was from the outside was a little tough, but they had dinners for them. They had maybe screenings. I don't really know. It sounded like a lot of people actually got a chance to watch the extended cut. Uh, there were interviews with cast and crew. Uh, there was tours of facilities and different uh, locations and things like that. So there was a lot of stuff going down in Malta. So that was really, really cool to see. And uh, maybe we'll get to see some of that soon. Maybe if you're, you're listening to this, you maybe have already seen whatever that content is because it sounded like they were producing a lot of content. It looked like they had actually some of these people jumping around rooftops, uh, repeating that scene that we saw uh, with Claire on top of the roofs in Malta. So that'll be interesting to see what comes of that. But uh, I can't wait to find out. But that, I think, covers our Jurassic World Dominion report. So if you want some more information, head to the link in our show notes. <laughs> Next up here in the news, I wanted to discuss Jurassic World, the exhibition, which is currently in Denver uh, until September 5th. I think that is the last day and then it will be moving on to San Diego on October 21st. So we finally got the announcement of the next leg of the exhibition, which if you don't know anything about the exhibition, it is fantastic. It is really, really cool. There's massive animatronics in there. There's a lot of set decoration that makes it look and feel like you are on Isla Nublar, a part of this dinosaur park. Sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes things are fine and you're just walking around a park. It's really, really cool. It actually simulates, at least when I went, they simulated taking a boat ride out to Isla Nublar, uh, entering the park gates and viewing all these different dinosaurs, having attacks from things like the Indominus Rex. And I know since then they've updated it with so, so much more. 
Um, so definitely keep your eyes out in San Diego. I was just in San Diego, and I'm like, oh, if you couldn't have just been like a little bit like sooner, uh, I would have gotten a chance to see it again. Hopefully, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Maybe I'll, I'll get a chance to go out there again. That would be really, really fun. But the exhibition is amazing. I will put the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, and be sure to buy tickets when you can. Oh, there it is. There it is. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. I'm Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome, everybody, to the August Mailbag. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we're, we're on a weird schedule now. Uh, when was the last time we did this? I think we did it in July, maybe. But I don't we've think been... we did. I don't know. No, maybe so... we did. We I did think at we the did. end of June, I think. <laughs> I'm yeah. I, I think we did it at the end of June, and then like we decide, like I decided to like start doing every other, uh, every other week episodes. But then that pushes like monthly segments to every other month, so it's all over the place. So yes, I think we've got an August mailbag, and then maybe we won't get it again until October, which is good. It's a you know it's a good month for October, um, but we we're still in August here. It's hot, and we've got some. Uh, we've got some Dominion stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Um, one thing I do want to mention, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about Dominion spoilers, I'm sure, throughout this, obviously. But I do still want to try to steer clear of extended cut spoilers. I know you have uh, seen the extended cut. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it yet. I have still have not oh. uh, seen it yet. I'm I'm just waiting until it hits the uh, the DVD uh, shelves and uh, is in my house here. So I'll, I'll wait for that and. We probably will also have Camp Cretaceous spoilers. So, Jen, uh, well, first off, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the, to the month of August Hi. and the mailbag. <laughs> and Hi. I want to ask you, uh, did you get a chance to see all of Camp Cretaceous season five? I have seen no Camp Cretaceous season five. Okay. All right. And so I'm did... fired. <laughs> Instantly fired. But no, I have seen the extended cut, so it's like a half. Okay, half so it's here. like a middle ground somewhere. Like, how do you feel mm-hmm. about about uh, spoilers for Camp Cretaceous? Is that like something you want to? Care. Okay. All right. You no. don't care. So we'll 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 touch on it as as little or as much as we can. We'll see. Um, I have not screened everything. Some things I know. Some of the uh, questions, but not everything here. But we've got a ton of things. I'm gonna try to uh, zip through this as best as I can. Um, but yeah, let's start off with this first voicemail. This is, and there, there's actually two, I think, uh, hopefully these play right, but this is, uh, yeah. Oh, they're there. Um, this is from Jurassic Mike. Hey everyone, this is Jurassic Mike and I just got done listening to the July's Jurassic mailbag and okay, we did do it in July. I thought the comments on, uh, what Jennifer and Brad said, so I figured I'd share my opinion on, on those and as well as on the movie. Uh, the, the, the first thing I wanted to mention was, yes, Grant's speech getting cut short. It completely threw me off. It, it sounded like he could have went so far into something and they just cut off and said, hey, you got to come look at this. And it's like, wait, wait, well, why you, why'd you stop it? <laughs> so hopefully that's in the director's uh, cut 
um, that uh, is released when the DVD uh, comes out. And I totally agree how uh, with Jennifer on how uh, Claire's lack of acknowledgement that she ran a dinosaur park. Uh, I feel that the world would know that <laughs> um, in, in this universe, and uh, they act, act like the, she's just a regular person looking for her daughter. And that kind of threw me off, and like I, I feel like they could have done better with that. And um, as far as the uh, the cryo can, uh, I hope that that is explained in Camp Cretaceous to some extent, even though it's soft can and uh, according to Trevorrow, but. I guess we'll find out what uh, what happens there. Um, so that's my comments in regards to the podcast. Uh, uh, and in re- I'll say for the review of the movie, um, I feel like Ian Malcolm was not like the Ian Malcolm of the first two movies. Uh, I feel that the last two movies, um, he was more like, <laughs> kind of like the Grandmaster from uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I just feel like... I feel like we didn't get the same guy we had at the in the Lost World. Um, I felt like that could have been better, but so be it. Um, another, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining here, but another complaint um, is like the slow motion emotional dino intros, like the Apatosaurus in the town, or when Owen was putting his hand up to the the, the dinosaur that he wrangled in uh, on a horse that uh, with a rope, and the animal was five times the size of him. I feel like we've had enough of those. Maybe one of them would have been good, but uh, I think there were like two or three in the movie. Um, also, when Ellie said that she felt free uh, when her and Grant were talking at the same time, I, I, I swear that was from the movie Aladdin. Um, and Amazing Doing the Eyes on Me part, I think that's pretty cool for kids. I was kind of, I thought it was kind of cheesy as an adult, but again, it's just, you know, you got to look at your audience and, and yes, we're, uh, we're a big part of it, but at the same time, like that's you know that that'll be a big influence for uh, kids growing up on taking control and all that. And uh, the other thing, the question I have about the movie is, I don't understand how. Oh, I think that was the end of it. Uh, there's uh-huh. probably a continuation here. Hold on. Hi, Jurassic Mike. Again, I got caught off there. I was hoping to get it put into one voicemail, but well, here we are. Uh, so to continue. Uh, I didn't understand how the Dilophosaurus has got in the tu- tunnel so quickly, and I thought that their chips in their heads were supposed to make them go to the main area. Uh, so I was kind of confused on that. Um, but, hey, we're, we're talking about a dinosaur movie where people survive a plane crash without getting a scratch or even getting wet because it's in a lake. Uh, so, so, whatever. Um, and also, uh, I wish that there was more Owen and Grant interaction. There was a little bit, but I, I felt like they could have built that so much more. Um, or even if maybe we got like the the grant from Jurassic Park three, um, even though he's older now, I feel like he was kind of made a little bit more weaker in this movie. And I feel like there was personally, I, I personally think there was more room uh, for two quote unquote alpha males with being him and Owen in this movie. And I just felt like they could have uh, co- uh, collaborated better on that. Um, so I guess that's the end of the complaints and thoughts on the movie. Um, in general, though, I loved it. I, it was everything that I was That's expecting <laughs> in regards to the movie and the content. I I think there's a lot of potential for future movies. I don't see how Universal can't do it. It's, it's, a, it's an easy money maker for them uh, to continue the saga one way or the other, whether it be five or ten years from now or 
uh, miniseries, whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so overall, I love the movie, and it fits right in with the rest of the six or the other five movies that we have already. Um, love the show, Brad. Uh, I think I think what you're doing is great, and I love listening to you guys, the, the live streaming. Uh, thank you for everything. Uh, have a great day. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thanks for listening to the live streams and to the the show. Um, all right, so there was a lot to go through there. That was a lot of good points. Like I've agreed with <laughs> most of that. Like I, that was a lot of good stuff. I thought you would. I, I had a feeling you like I was listening through. I was like, I feel like Jen has maybe said a lot of these things before. Yeah, um, but the things I forgot about, he mentioned. So I agree with all of it plus more. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I know you had a, a thing about Grant's speech being cut short. Mm -hmm. The cryocan thing with Camp Cretaceous, that, that is a, a, just a weird, it's a weird thing. And I don't know, Mike, if you've seen Camp Cretaceous, like I said, spoilers for Camp Cretaceous, but it does not get resolved in a way that I don't feel like anybody was probably happy from that moment. Um, I was expecting more, but literally it's just, hey, a character picks it up and that's the end of it. And it literally nothing. Um, so, and then you mentioned the soft cannon, according to Colin. I don't know that that has ever explicitly been said um, from Colin. I feel like that is that has been pushed around a little bit, but I don't remember Colin actually saying Camp Cretaceous was soft cannon. I feel like what he had said was something along the lines of when he was asked about the Spinosaurus or something, and he didn't necessarily think it was the Spinosaurus from from uh jurassic park three but I, I don't know maybe i'm wrong but i don't remember him ever saying it was soft cannon do you jen no i don't i don't either i don't know yeah it's possible but i don't know now another interesting point i wrote down because i've been writing stuff down this whole time uh and this is something that when i was watching the movie i was like well that's interesting i wonder what would happen here why this is happening um i i I think Mike mentioned something about like Owen holding the dinosaurs down and like wrangling them or something. Mm -hmm. And I was watching, you know, that Paris Rolifus scene and I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's a, they're taking some liberties here uh, with, with the strength, I think of the character for sure. But uh, I actually really, really loved the visual of Owen just walking that dinosaur and the dinosaur like calming down and, mm -hmm. And just kind of strolling behind him. I thought that was really kind of beautiful in the way that it, it did it. Sure, maybe it's a little ridiculous, but I think, um, you know, Mike even said, like, yeah, we're talking about dinosaur movies here, so like, who cares? Um, that's the way I, I feel like I've come down on so many things recently. Um, I'm getting too old for this stuff, you know, to be like arguing about like silly things. So I'm just like, well, I don't care anymore. I really don't care. <laughs> about like you know this weird stuff and oddities throughout the series or even camp cretaceous i'm just like it's fine it's all fun to me so that moment like doesn't doesn't ruin anything for me but i i will say that i did notice and i was like oh it's interesting that he can just you know wrangle this thing in and or whatever but it did drag him across the uh the planes there for a little bit as well um but yeah that was funny to me um another interesting note was the dilophosaurus chips now that is something that I uh I don't know, I never really thought about that to be honest. When I did. I you know when I thought of it? You know how remember how like in the last podcast I was saying I've thought of this on my third view and I realized that on my yeah, fifth view. Yeah, yeah. When I was watching the extended cut, I thought of this. It has nothing to do with the extended cut. But it's yeah, just yeah. my my eighth view of watching it is what it is. The eighth view, and I'm just like, Oh, how did they get in there? Like, how did that 
I, I didn't put it together until my eighth view. And I even was asking Josh and like, okay. Cause he likes that whole sequence. And I'm just, I'm just kind of, to be honest, kind of bored with it. It's kind of slow. And I don't know. And it doesn't make sense why they're even in there. So, um, yeah, by the eighth time I was like, wait a second, that doesn't make any, like, I don't understand any of what's happening right now. Like, why is that yeah. convenience really? Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense. And, you know, mentioning the chips and everything, it is, a little confusing but like i have no idea i've got no explanation for that but it does kind of remind me of the the nonsense of like the dilophosaurus to begin with because like you know how many times have we analyzed the uh the jeep sequence with nedry and the dilophosaurus and i mean in my mind there's just one dilophosaur in that scene right but like Dennis gets spit spit on, and then he i think he bumps into the door and falls or slips or whatever gets back up goes into the truck and somehow the Dilophosaurus is already in the truck turned around and ready to kill him. So it's kind of like a moment like that where it's like, what is this nonsense? Like, how did this happen so fast? Like the thing jumped up and got up the hill and then over wherever it's just, it's like kind of like that moment for me. And I'm like, I don't care. Like the Dilophosaurus sequence in Dominion, uh, specifically the tunnels was so cool. So cool to me. I love the visuals of that moment and it's very poetic you know, so I I don't know. I, I enjoyed that moment, but it does make me question like, yeah, what's going on with those chips for sure. And it did. It also, the next thing you said was it did bother me that they came out of that plane crash, like perfectly fine. <laughs> that, that's not possible. I mean, even, even when they went into the water, like they had this shot of the water and that like coming through the glass and they were like a foot from the glass. They at least should have got glass like hit on the, <laughs> they weren't even wet. They, yeah. How are you not even wet? <laughs> that, you know, like that's forgivable for me because like that, if you watch literally anything, like that is pretty much what happens in all movies or TV shows. It's like so, a character is so either soaking wet in one scene and then perfectly dry in the next, or they should be wet when they're not or whatever. And it's always so comical to me, but I, I really do love that crescendo of that uh, the the score as it kind of i forget it's look it's been like i haven't seen the movie since it came out like the week of so it's been very long it's been very long for me uh and i've only seen it twice so i I don't know i i think i might hand over the keys to the podcast like does anybody you know anybody want to take the keys here i i don't know um Between both of us, we should be fired, and we have no right doing this mailbag because I am not <sighs> thinking Cretaceous. I don't really know half the things people are talking about, and you've only seen the movie twice, and it was like two months ago. So mm-hmm. I know fired. I yeah I feel terrible terrible about it, it, but it's just been like week after week of either something going on, me going away, getting sick, uh, kids stuff going on, and I just literally have not seen the movie again, and I I wanted to go. My wife has not even seen it at all. Like, she has not gone with me. Um, And there's so many other movies at this point that I want to see. I still haven't seen Thor. I want to see Nope. I want to see all this other stuff, but I just have not had the chance. Um, So I guess I'm waiting until the 16th, which is when this episode comes out. So the day that this is out, hey, guys, guess what? I've seen, I've probably seen it again. Well, maybe not by the time this comes out because I'll still have to wait like a bunch of hours and then I'll, you know, put the kids to bed and then we'll put it on and it'll be like three hours later and they'll be like, guys, I've seen it again. <laughs> so. I'm really 
excited for you to see extended cut. And it's going to be so hard not mentioning it in any of these questions. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not yeah. going to say anything just other than it fixed a lot of things for me. I am so happy I'm to hear very, that, Lisa. Very pleased with and, it. And I know you said that it's your like definitive version, which I mm-hmm. I oh, have yeah. not even seen it yet, but it's already my definitive version. I, I there's no way I'm gonna watch a shorter version of the movie. No way. And there's no. It's like watching it Swiss cheese or watching like a full slice <laughs> of cheese. It's literally the exact yeah. description of this. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you, Mike. I'm going to move on here. We have an email from Adam, and it says, Hey, Brad and Jen, now that this chapter of Jurassic content is over, not that the minion really wrapped up anything like it was advertised to do, mm-hmm. who would you like to see take the reins for the next film? And would you think it would have been better to have single outings from different directors or uh, another trilogy like Colin's oversight to jurassic world and yes i think bryce d howard could knock it out of the park bad pun (laughs) but let's uh Mm -hmm. let's get creative who else many thanks adam uh so all right so do we think like who do we think should helm like another movie do we think that they should do like three movies like or have a creative you know uh oversight like colin has do you have any idea who you would like to see do another movie Um... or anything at this point, I don't even know what they could do unless they completely reboot it. But in that case, I don't think that will take well because Jurassic World was kind of like a sequel situation reboot kind of. I don't, I don't know what they what they could do, um, other than just continue. And I, I don't know. I don't know like directors, filmmakers. I'm not, I'm not in that, that biz like i don't know them or who who even like i don't watch a lot of stuff i don't love star wars and i'm sure a lot of people are like oh this person made star wars so they could probably make this but i don't know anybody so i don't know but i like the idea of an unknown person because colin was relatively unknown and i like the idea of an a relatively unknown fan i do like i do like the idea of whoever makes these is a fan because i know colin is a fan and i i know some people say that hinders the whole thing because he's too he's too much of a fan but i like that i like the idea of somebody who is a fan who is emotionally invested because he cares and it even if it doesn't always come out how we want it to like you can't deny how much he cares and i i would like someone who cares to take it over yeah. but i don't really know who that could be i guess bryce but I don't know. Okay, this is going to sound so bad. I don't know if I like or if I could would like her vision of the franchise because everything she kind of says and things that she takes from it are things where I'm like, oh, okay, not what I would have done or not what I I'm glad they didn't do yeah. that or that kind of thing. And I, I don't really like her vision of the um, the whole franchise. I don't think she gets it. She gets something like she really does get it in her own little world that she's made. But I don't really like her world that she's made, which is oh bizarre gosh, for me. Is, so that's um, I don't know if I would pick her, but I don't know who I would pick. <laughs> but somebody unknown fan, but I don't know what they would do. I, I feel like Jurassic yeah. World was the next step. So I don't know what the next step past that is. Yeah, well, I the way I foresee it is like probably just like single movies. I don't necessarily think that they'll do another um you know, trilogy right away. Um, but I, you know, I don't really understand like uh, what you, what you're saying as far as like Bryce, not understanding it. Cause everything I've heard, I feel like she, 
uh, well, maybe if she doesn't at least understand it, she at least cares. Like she really, she cares, yeah. she cares so so much, and I feel like she almost cares more than anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, about she has this. a strong vision, yeah. a strong idea. I'm just not a big fan of her vision and idea, but she okay, has yeah. one, and it's passion, and I appreciate all of that. But it's, yeah. I'm just not a big fan of what she sees it as. Well, I think if you know if she moves on and does something different then that vision could be completely different. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not related to anything we've seen before, maybe, or whatever. Um, because her vision on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett has been just phenomenal. Like, every time one of her episodes comes up on one of these shows, these Star Wars shows, I am like, wow, this is incredible. Like, she went from, like, I have no idea she can direct to, oh, my God, she's an amazing, amazing director. Like, then incredible. Maybe- directing is fine for her then for these things but writing not or story, story yeah. not story oriented maybe so but you don't want her to be yeah you don't yeah. want her to be the next colin necessarily but uh at least a you know a hired director yeah she could be the bayona to the colin sure, instead yeah. of having the new colin doing both they could have a new colin just doing the the Fallen Kingdom Colin part and then have Bryce do the Bayona part. Like I'm okay yeah. with that. Like I, I I do trust that she's she could direct to give give her something and she can make something amazing out of it. But I don't trust her story on um this franchise. But if someone else can come up with a story and be a fan and be passionate about it and she direct it, then that might be pretty good. Yeah. I, I actually don't know outside of Colin and Steven Spielberg, like who would you like, like, who else would there be to be the, the the at the helm of this thing? It doesn't really make sense. Frank Marshall, but, like, these guys, even Colin, we're, you know, we're going to say they're getting up there and they're not going to want to be the hands-on guys anymore, I don't think. So who is that person? I have no idea. Bryce is a, is a decent candidate for that. I don't know if she wants her hands on the entire, like, you know, cultivating the entire thing, but... Um, as far as directing and stuff, absolutely, that would be great. I did write down a few because I, I did see this one ahead of time. So I had an interesting one I thought was pretty cool. Um, Indy 5, Indiana Jones 5 is coming up uh, sometime in the near future. It's been filmed um, by James Mangold, and he also did Logan and The Wolverine and, and a bunch of other stuff, 310 to Yuma. Um, a lot of films that I really, really love. And he took over, obviously, Indiana Jones from Steven Spielberg. Um, and, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is at the head of that as well with Lucasfilm. And obviously she's married to Frank Marshall. So I'm like, why not just have, like, let, let's, like, get some influence here and maybe have James Mangold come in at some point because maybe he could craft a, a really good story without being tied to it like, you know, some of the other people have been in the past uh, so I thought that that could be really good. Um, another director uh, would be Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, he's made Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was really great. Monster movie, kind of, uh, kind of, um, and Prey, which actually just came out on Hulu. Uh, Predator movie, and that is getting rave reviews. I have not gotten a chance to see it yet, um, but I know Dan Trachtenberg's work is really awesome. So he would be a good choice there. And this one uh, that I wrote down, I was actually pretty interested to see. Um, Nia DaCosta and and Nia DaCosta has done Candyman. I don't remember if that was a Universal movie or not. I forget. Um, but that was like a horror movie in the last few years or so, and it was pretty cool. I I really dug that movie and the vibe of that movie. And she's also got Miss Marvel, or yeah, I think there was like one episode of Miss Marvel, 
which was on Disney Plus, and then the Marvels. I think she's directing the Marvels with, you know, all these characters coming together. So I feel like there's a lot of good vibes coming from uh, Nita Costa. So I'd like to see maybe what she could bring to this franchise. I think that could be really cool. Um, but outside of that, I have no idea who else and who should be at the lead. Um, I could I could just see Colin maybe just continuing on, but like I don't know if he wants that responsibility anymore. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we uh, we got to the bottom of something there for you, Adam. <laughs> I actually I hope that this experience with Dominion here at the end didn't kind of taint it for him not to go forward if he was ever to go forward. Because this whole mess with the release and then his extended cut and it didn't his cut didn't get in theaters. It just seems like it's kind of ending on a sour note for him a little bit. Maybe, yeah. It's been weird. There was like a, some rumors that like, you know, that Universal wanted to cut stuff and him and Bryce weren't happy. So, I, yeah, I kind of feel like he's been pushing his extended cut, you know, kind of undermining the, the actual theatrical cut, which... I say undermine, but it is still, as of right now, the number two movie of the summer or year. I forget, one of those. Um, so it's doing very well. It's near a billion as we record this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it has it soured for him? I don't know. I I'll be really interested to see what the online conversation is from Colin once the uh, extended cut is out there in the world officially for everybody to enjoy and, and we can start talking about it. So that'll be interesting to see. And I know... You know, we have not seen any uh, of the press stuff yet that they were filming in Malta or that they are doing in Malta for the DVD release. So that'll be interesting to hear uh, what he's got going on there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so thank you, Adam. Uh, let's move on to a voicemail here from our friend Chris. Take it away, Chris. Hi, it's Chris from the UK here. I just wanted to throw my uh, thoughts and opinions on uh, the new series of Camp Cretaceous, which on the whole I loved. There are storylines in it that I absolutely love and think they're great, but there's some that I'm not too impressed with. Mainly it covers the last two series and it's the whole controlling of the dinosaurs. I don't mind the Dominion side of things where the controlling is a little signal in the brain that pushes them towards a certain area. That I can kind of understand with current science, but the full controlling of them is a step too far for me, but I can look past it. Um, the things I really do like was the storyline with Yaz and Sammy. The downside to it was that it took one episode for Yaz to come to terms with her feelings. I felt that could have been a full season story arc because there'd be kids who watch this show, and adults for that matter, who will be having those feelings towards the same sex. And if you had Yaz's kind of struggle to come to terms with it and how people would react, I think that would have been really good. I mean, obviously the reaction was positive on the show, which is always a good thing to see. But again, I've never been in that situation, so I'm probably not the best person to, <laughs> to give that opinion. But I do feel that it should have been a little bit longer but it was great that it was included in the show and it was seen as positive as well um but yeah i'd like to see um something at camp cretaceous in the future um as a spin-off maybe have all six characters back together now that they're a bit older we know that brooklyn's um at lockwood manor so there could be lots of stories to tell in the future now that they're a little bit older as well so 
I hope it does continue, but I'd like to stay clear of the uh, controlling of the dinosaurs aspect of things. And I do like the fact that they've kept the uh, Manticore Island quiet so it doesn't affect any kind of canon in the real kind of story arc of Jurassic. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. Keep up the good work, guys. And if you can, follow me on Instagram. It's The Jurassic Artist. And I've done a couple of uh, articles for the um, Jurassic Park podcast website. So take a look at those. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. And yes, uh, Chris has done some stuff on our website. And uh, that's JurassicParkPodcast.com. And uh, I know Chris has some other stuff in the, in the works for the site. So keep your eyes peeled there. Um, all right, so a few things. The the control of the dinosaurs. Um, so this has been pretty interesting to debate and, and to talk about and to see the comparisons. You know, in Camp Cretaceous, you've got the dinosaurs basically controlled by, like, PlayStation remotes or something like that. And then we, we were just talking about it before with the Telophosaurus. Um, it's, you know, it sounds very similar, like the same kind of, you know, uh, different implementation for similar tech with the um you know the dinosaurs traversing into a certain part of the park and being told to do so basically so yeah it's definitely in the movie it's it's definitely taken uh, taking a more realistic pr- approach i think and then camp cretaceous is like hey this is a kid show and this is the version <laughs> of that kind of storyline that we've got and i feel like I feel like that's the approach you need to take with Camp Cretaceous a lot of the times is like, and and it's something that I feel like most Jurassic fans have kind of forgotten is that it is a kid's show. Um, You know, the, and I've seen, and I called it out a a bunch of times recently that like, Hey, we're all just getting way too mad over this, this kid's show on Netflix. You know, it's a DreamWorks show made for kids. Very, very obviously made for kids. What were we all getting so mad for? Um, so not that I'm not saying Chris was mad, but um, I'm just saying, like in general, the conversation surrounding so many of these, you know, plot lines, whether it be the chips or whatever, everybody getting so mad about it. And I'm like, it's, you know, we all would have killed for a kids' show back in 1993 when the first movie came out. So um, I'm not going to take that away from the kids to be able to enjoy this. And I got to say, my kids absolutely love this show, and it's so much fun to watch it with them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have no problem with the, the chips. I, I enjoy both applications in Camp Cretaceous and then in Dominion. Do you have any, uh, thoughts on the chips there? Cause I know it's like a hot topic. Um, no, I didn't know it was a hot topic actually. Um, not really. <laughs> Welcome. I mean, Welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah. Of I mean, it's kind of where we are with these movies at this point. I mean, if they're going to be out in the wild and doing what they're doing, people are going to try to control them. Regardless, even though it's failed multiple times, they're still going to keep trying to control them. So I'm not surprised by it. And I'm not really, I was a little more annoyed with the first introduction of it when Jurassic World is trying to like control and tame the dinosaurs. I kind of irked me a little bit, but where we are right now, um, no, it seems like a natural progression, I think. I think it's normal. Yeah, and for me, like the way I see it is, we had this crazy uh, implementation of the technology in Camp Cretaceous. If you if you think about it realistically in that world and, and canonically, sure, there was this this really really wild implementation on this random island, and then these kids shut it down, and the whole thing kind of disappeared. 
But then, like, it kind of got resurfaced in a way, uh, in the best way that they could. Not the same way, but in a similar way, in the way that they needed in Jurassic World Dominion. So I kind of appreciate that, like, the storyline did kind of end in Camp Cretaceous, and then it it resurfaced in a different light, I think, in, in Dominion. So it, wor- it really worked for me how it wasn't a direct translation. It wasn't like, here, I am handing you the chip in order to do this in in Jurassic World Dominion. And then when we see it in Dominion, it's not really the same. But So I, I appreciate that it was kind of like a lost technology and then resurfaces again. So for me, that does kind of work. And... Um, also, uh, Chris mentioned Yaz and Sammy and their relationship, which I, I thought was great. And I understand, like, uh, the approach of – which a lot of people have complained about that same approach with uh, – who is it? Yeah, uh, Kenji and Brooklyn, how their relationship just kind of, like, came out of nowhere um, in whatever season that was. So a lot of people have said that about them. And I was like, I feel like I saw some of the story being – like, the thread being – you know, place throughout the the story. Um, and I, I I could say the same thing about Sammy and Yaz. I'm like, I, I can definitely see them placing this thread like throughout the entirety of the series. So for me, it wasn't very surprising when it actually did come to fruition. But, um, you know, maybe it didn't. And I'm always like sitting here writing notes down and I'm watching it several times over. <laughs> Some of these episodes I've watched like five times, six times. So... I'm I'm really trying to look for all these things when I'm watching it, and I don't know. I, I I've seen little connections here and there that say like, oh, this relationship makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, that works for me. Do you did you have that? Because I know you didn't see the the fifth season, but did you have any kind of weird like, oh, it was too fast for Brooklyn and Kenji? Um, I honestly I didn't really give it much thought because it's I okay I watched like smallville and stuff as a kid so these relationship stuff that's par for the course for those kind of things like come and go super fast and i'm just like i know what kids shows teen shows do so it seemed normal for a kid show teen show to just be like oh well here's a ship for you here's a new one like why not we'll give it a shot so um (laughs) coming at it from that aspect um no i mean it's just it's what those things do but if you're coming at it from a serious like this is canon this is a jurassic um show this is we need to like analyze it then of course it's going to seem ridiculous but yeah. it's just your normal kid teen show so they're gonna just throw that stuff in randomly all the time and be like well does that work okay we'll go with it yeah look so, i mean <laughs> It's kind of even happened with Jurassic World too. It's like everybody's like, ah, oh, th- there's no, you know, connection between Owen and Claire. It just happened or whatever at the end of the movie. Um, I don't but... know. That was three movies in. That's not just like random. <laughs> no, in, in the in the end of the first movie, even oh, like when oh, when they okay, kissed at the yeah, end maybe. of that or towards the end of that one. Um, but I I yeah I totally see what you're saying because like that is really what those shows are like and kind of like what being a teenager is like you're like mm-hmm. focusing on this person and then that person and then you 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 fall in love with this person and then you break up with that person 2 days later it's like it's crazy being a teenager and a kid is crazy so uh you know it seems realistic enough for me <laughs> yeah in that yeah. way yeah it's been a, while, a long time i i'm very old <laughs> at this point so who knows what 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 the world's like anymore i don't know um but uh thank you chris uh i know you mentioned something about spinoffs too uh but yeah i would love to see 
you know, this I would love to see the story continue. Um, would you, Jen? Would you like to see? Would you like to see something else, or would you be okay with uh, like like these characters continuing, or or another animated series continuing? Uh, Camp Cretaceous characters, or Jurassic yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Characters. I'm sorry, Camp Cretaceous characters. Uh, would you like? Would Would you be okay with them continuing? Uh, um, forget about the movie characters, but I I lost interest in Camp Cretaceous like two seasons ago. I watch it just to say that I'm watching it. I haven't obviously I haven't watched the last season. I will eventually. It will happen, but I don't know. I'm kind of over them. I was over them. I like the idea. I think the first season, I like the idea of them being on the island. Everything was happening. It seemed realistic. I like the whole thing. But I just got too um, out there and too kid-oriented, which is fine for kids. I'm sure they love it. But it's just not... When they kept getting put back, it was like Gilligan's Island. Like, they just couldn't get off of it. And it just gets old after a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know uh, somebody had brought it up. I think Tom had mentioned it and some other people have mentioned like it just felt natural that like season three was the ending and then they mm-hmm. continued on. But but yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah kind of done with them. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I want to move on to this next one. It's uh, an email. It's a little long, but I'll, I'll try to get through it. This is from Jeremy and it says, Howdy. I must say I am shocked at all the glowing Dominion reviews on your podcast. I say wow. this as someone <laughs> as someone who stood on a table defending Fallen Kingdom as my favorite Jurassic movie since the original. All the credit <laughs> all the credit people have been giving to Dominion, I gave to Fallen Kingdom. It dared to be different, it pushed this story in new directions, and it finally gave us a another moral quandary with science that's very Crichton-esque. But then this movie didn't follow through. I really did not enjoy Dominion at all. And the reason uh, is because there were three ultra compelling promises this movie was set to fulfill and didn't. Number one, Maisie. She was the best thing about the new trilogy. Her existence in Fallen Kingdom is exactly the kind of moral issue with genetics that fills the books. Fallen Kingdom was the first time since JP1 that we got a compelling idea like this. Use your uh, genetic technology to recreate a loved one that died. What are the ethics there? Is that right? Is it wrong? What does it make her? The end of Fallen Kingdom played with these ideas, and I was thrilled to see the next movie follow through on this, but it didn't. Dominion threw all these brave ideas away and instead made her a test tube baby by a working mom and then further changed her character into making her have super DNA. Uh, None of that was necessary. Not only did it uh, it undo all the intrigue of the previous movies, uh, it made her into a superhero instead of being an ethical dilemma. Awful awful choice. Um, Number two, dinosaurs live among us. This was billed as the entire point of this trilogy. Colin wanted us to get to this stage earlier, but needed more time to explore the genesis of it. So now dinosaurs live in the real world. This movie was supposed to finally explore this concept. Only problem is the pilot, or the, sorry, the pilot. The plot has zero to do with this concept. Beta and Maisie were captured by poachers and taken to the sanctuary, which is basically another park. And the entire second half of the movie plays out inside the sanctuary, just like every Jurassic Park movie. The plot had zero to do with uh, figuring out a way to coexist in this real world with dinosaurs. Wasted pr- uh, premise completely. Number three. Dodgson returns. Bringing back Dodgson from the first movie, the villain of the books, was a great idea. Unfortunately, they couldn't use the original actor, 
but they might have well might as well not have used the original character. Aside from a cameo of the Barbasol can, this character had zero to do with the guy from the first movie. The fact that he is Dodgson is completely irrelevant. <laughs> he is he is an eccentric tech CEO who is uh you know, he he used the choice word here. I'm not going to use. He's somebody. Uh, and there's no connection to the plot of the first film, no character interactions, <laughs> no stories, nothing. He could have been named anything else, and the movie would have been exactly the same. I waited four years to see the interesting things they would do to bring back Dodgson, and it was all a waste. The only thing they did was have him die the same way as Nedry. Uh, Dominion trashed all these promising threads, didn't follow through, and instead dumped them for boring and rehashed ideas we've seen a million times. Wrapped it all up in a veneer of blandness. Uh, <laughs> the action in Malta happened with zero setup. Who was even that that white dress girl? She was right out of Fast and Furious movie. And then centered the entire finale in another park where logic, pl- uh, where, where little logic played out. But I can forgive some of that and just enjoy a dino movie as long as it has a cognitive cognate internal logic uh however i can't forgive the finale that so much had so much going for it so much promise that was traded for action beats separated from all the intriguing ideas overall i was extremely disappointed and saddened fallen kingdom had left me so excited the end so that was from jeremy these are all valid points (laughs) they are they are all valid points that's everything wrong with the whole thing but that being said, I still enjoyed it more than Fallen Kingdom. So much more than the Fall. Oh my gosh, I hate Fallen Kingdom. I, but, uh, um, I know you're not a, a fan of that one. But no, yeah, so, so the more I in, watch it, the more I hate it. But so let's go into I, this because he's got those Maisie, are all valid points. So Maisie's why do I not one. hate this movie? Because those are all valid points. <laughs> Did because like I thought Maisie thing was like such it threw me for a loop. I was like not expecting it. We had yeah. years of speculating that she was going to be something completely different and basically for the most part turns out she's just normal like completely normal for the most part i don't necessarily agree with um the the idea like jeremy's idea here that like she's like a superhero or anything because of her you know dna i don't really feel that i just feel like they fixed the problem so i don't necessarily see that she had like superhero dna or anything well i think he means this that she's like the savior, like she was able to save Wu's problem and she was like the key to saving all this stuff. So in that way, she was more of a superhero than a um, experiment kind of thing. Or a moral dilemma is what they say. Yeah, I really liked the um, the moral dilemma of Fallen Kingdom and that version of the character. Um, that was definitely more intriguing to me. But um, yeah. I, I was, really I was actually... boring, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I want to actually like watch the movie again and really like dive into all the intricacies of that character and just see how everything works out before like I get too deep into the weeds on on that character. But I enjoyed what I saw on the screen and um I I I guess I can sympathize that it was kind of a different version there. Um but I I don't think she was a superhero or anything. I actually really loved the fact that it was the, you know, the Finding Nemo, uh, which I, I've been really running with that theory. And I think we brought it up last yeah, month. That was actually really good. Because, mm-hmm. like, it is a, it is exactly the same. And, and uh, you know, they gave her the choice to help save the world in the end. And I, I, I really appreciated that. Um, 
the second point about dinosaurs living among us. Yeah, that uh, that definitely was pretty much completely taken out of the movie. Yes, we see like individual like little things, little interactions. We get to see a little bit of like how the DFW is working. But no, nothing else. Like you cannot logistically say or realistically say that like this movie focuses on dinosaurs in the wild because it really doesn't. It really does. Anybody trying to convince you that it does is just flat wrong. You know. I I see that point. Like it's obvious, blaring you in the face. And as soon as you get into that containment, you're like, oh, we're in another containment. But I'm just trying to think, how else could they have? realistically done this movie like you need a plot in a space and colin tried to go all over the world he tried to go all these different locations show you these different spots and all and he did that but um i just don't know how how would you have done it um i know what movie everybody wants but i just don't know how that movie could have happened with a plot then otherwise you're just just showing it's it's just like multiple battle big rocks like yeah back to back yeah, I feel like the movie that we expected was not a movie that went to a sanctuary, but a movie that had right. all these interactions around the world. Like, And I feel like that's realistic enough. Like, They follow the thread through all these different places and then eventually end up at the Dodge, the, the Biosyn headquarters. Like, That's kind of what I expected was like we would go from this to this to this to this and end up at Biosyn, not be at bios in half the movie or more than half the movie and you know everything really taking place there outside of malta and a few other you know things there but i so i i can sympathize with that i don't care it doesn't bother me at all like but i i would love to see that world still i still want to see what the heck is happening out there in the world like because we did not really get a chance to see that at all i do think that's kind of where the line is because obviously we didn't get that but it bothers half the people and it doesn't bother the other half even though it's a problem it's it was a problem that we were promised this and we weren't given it and it was advertised and it didn't work out but i think the line is that um it bothers people or it doesn't bother people it's not a matter of did they do what you want or not it's like you know you you thought you're getting one thing and you didn't but did it bother you it's kind of where the (laughs) the line seems to be drawn if you liked it or not yeah, you kind of have to toe this line of like, I had great theories and ideas in my head. They didn't do them, but like everything I did see, I really enjoyed. So I'm not going to criticize them for things that I thought would be good because that's not the movie that they told, you know? Like, it's it's so tough to, you know, because we could say, yeah, this storyline would have been better if they had done this. But like... They didn't do that. So there, it makes no sense to, like, do that to yourself mentally and physically. You're, like, putting strain on yourself to, like, have this movie that doesn't exist and will never exist. So it's really tough being somebody that talks about these things all the time to toe that line and, and to think about what should have happened or what didn't happen or what did happen, you know? I, I, have, I yeah. always struggle with that. And there are some things I will never get past. But for the most part... I did enjoy this movie and see all those points, every single point that you read in that email are valid. Like all of those things. It's just a matter of, does it bother you or not? I guess. Yeah. They're yeah. All true. Like they're all valid criticisms. All of yeah. Them. And I can agree with that. The Dodgson point as well. It's like, it, we don't even, we saw that guy. If we take the movies alone, we saw that guy for five minutes, not even 
in, in the mm-hmm. first movie. We don't know anything about him. So the version that we see in the movie works for me because he's somebody who yeah. was this character and then he grew into this character that we see and that works for me. But when yeah, you kind of take in the me. yeah, when you take in the book, it's like a very drastically different version of the character. So would I've loved to have seen the version from the book? Yes, absolutely. But like that's not the version we got. And that's their artistic choice. That's a choice that they used um, instead of the version that we see in the movies and, uh, you know, or in the books. But I don't know if the book version would have necessarily worked for this story. So it's a, it's a you know, a give and take kind of, I think, with what was written on the page from Michael Crichton and what you can realistically use in the story. It's it's hard. Um, but I think they did a great job with the, the character kind of, Show, showcasing what a character like that would be like today. So that that really worked for me. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him as a character and a villain and the whole thing. I liked him a lot. And Josh, that's Josh's one of favorite, his favorite parts. So he likes dots and he likes his little weird things and his, you know, his little DNA thing he plays with. He always has to play with something. He always has to eat something. He enjoys it. I enjoy him. Yeah. Yeah. I like this character. I do. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for... Uh... Checking out our reviews, even though they're, I guess, too too glowing, <laughs> but we really appreciate it. Appreciate See, it. We do. We we have the, pro- the same problems though. It's just a matter of where it doesn't bother us that much that it takes ticks away. Yeah. But we we do. We're not like saying, oh, the, the, you're wrong, and this is the most amazing movie of all time. Like, there's problems. We're just we're we're okay with them. Yeah. To a degree. <laughs> All right, so this one comes from Johnny, and it is a voicemail. Take it away, Johnny. Hi, Jurassic Park Podcast. This is Johnny. Um, What's up? It's so crazy that Dominion came out almost a month ago. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I can't believe it. But uh, since the release of the film, I have seen it twice, and uh, it was really awesome. The movie's great. It's just awesome. It's just such a good movie. It's my new favorite movie in the franchise, Maybe even topping Jurassic Park, but uh, that's probably a bit of an overstatement, you know. I I just love how polarizing like this movie is. It goes from like nearly terrible uh, from Jeremy's yeah. point of view, but then Johnny's like, I love this movie even maybe more than the first one. So I mm-hmm. uh, just wanted to mention that there. But you know, whatever. It was a great movie and I had a lot of fun and uh, that's all that matters. But after seeing the film twice, I had a question regarding Owen's introduction in the film, and uh, why was he hurting the Parasaurolophus? I thought I missed the reason on the first watch, but apparently it just kind of happens without it, without any context, and I'm kind of like, I mean, it's awesome, but like, why is he doing this? Owen is my favorite character in the franchise, so any like, if there was a like a reason for him doing this, it would you know just be awesome to get more Owen content, but um. Uh, my theory is that he works for the Department of Fish and Wildlife, and he wrangles the dinos, sends them to the DFW, and then they're sent to the Bison Sanctuary. That's mainly built off a Lego set that had Owen at a DFW outpost in the same outfit he wears when he's wrangling the Parasaurolophus. So uh, I hope it was explained in a deleted scene, kind of like the Gizzard Stone scene that helped explain why the trike was sick in Jurassic Park. And uh, hopefully, if it is in a deleted scene, that scene is in the potential extended cut. But anyway, what do you guys think? I have one more quick question for Brad, and that is, 
is the podcast going to do another $100 Mattel gift guide for this year? You guys did it once, and it was really helpful, and I really liked that episode. So uh, if you could do it again, that would be awesome. And if you don't, you know, whatever. I just It was a really fun episode, and I feel like since it's a th- film year and there's a lot of new stuff coming out, I thought it would be pretty cool. But I know you guys do, um, um, like, a gift guide, you know, top five thing. So, uh, you know, it, it that kind of fills in for it. So, uh, anyway, that's all for me. Happy July. I'm so excited because my birthday is at the end of the month, so that's awesome. And um, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I cannot wait to Camp Cretaceous Season 5, and I hope you guys stay safe, stay Jurassic, and have a Jurassic day. Thank you. Bye. Well, Johnny, happy birthday. Uh, I guess, you know, it's past your birthday now, but I uh, hope you had a good yes. one. I <laughs> hope you we had a good it. one. Uh, yeah, sorry, belated birthday. We missed it. My bad. Um, yeah, because I think this might have come in like just after we recorded or something last time around. Mm. Um, but uh, but I hope you enjoyed Camp Cretaceous. I'd like to hear your thoughts maybe next month. Um, so the gift guide, I don't know. Uh I'll look into that. That would be fun. Or the uh, the $100 one, because I, I know we did one that was like, we have $100 to spend. What are you getting? Like what Mattel or or Jurassic stuff? I think we did just Mattel stuff. Um, that was really fun. Me and Aaron, I think, did that. And we, you know, we had a lot of choices back then. But even now, I feel like there's even more. Um, so that would be really fun. So I'll look into doing that again. Um but the hurting, what did you expect of the hurting uh, from Owen? Do you, do you think, like, he was doing what Johnny said, where, like, bringing him to to the DFW and DFW shipping him off? I probably should not comment on this. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there is no context. Johnny's right. Like, in the theatrical cut, yeah. there's just owen hurting it and then walking it and then i don't think we see anything else really from that i point was of view. equally confused and i guess in in the theatrical you're thinking well claire's just trying to maybe i thought in my mind originally it was just like well maybe he's just trying to help her out because she's going rescuing dinosaurs there uh and saving them from places so maybe he was just kind of doing the same thing but um yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna comment on that. Yeah, it's weird because they live in this part of the country. It's snowing, and they're hurting Parasaurolophus, but then, like, they know Blue's nearby, and they're just not gonna do anything about that. And then there's obviously a Patasaurus nearby, and it's just like Maisie just knows how. Well, she knows how to get them out of the way, but we're not gonna do anything about that. Um, so it's like, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't really know what's happening there, but I, in my head, I just assumed like, kind of like the beginning around there where they have that in a pseudoceratops camp thing, but Mm -hmm. they have like the good version. Owen is, you know, corralling these dinosaurs and then bringing them to somewhere. That's always what I assumed from watching the theatrical cut. So Hopefully, uh, the extended cut explains more. <laughs> That's what I'll say, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. I hope you get the extended cut, Johnny. Uh, any any elaboration, or or should we just move on? <laughs> no, I. we should just watch the extended cut. We can move on. <laughs> all right, all right. So thank you, Johnny. Uh, this next one is an email from Eric, 
And it says, hey, Brad and Jen, a lifelong Jurassic fan here who enjoys listening to your podcast and first time sending in something that I hope makes it into a future mailbag. After having seen Dominion, I can safely say I no longer have a single favorite Jurassic movie. I am simply just appreciating the whole saga like another Star Wars, uh, minus the Disney sequels. All right, Eric. (laughs) and i never grow tired of it i definitely still have my nitpicks and in the case of dominion my the only other major criticism i have is that it felt like it really could have been more to it uh not just because i enjoyed it so much and it felt like it ended too soon despite the extra half hour length but because it had solid elements i felt could have really been expanded upon to name one example soyono santos made a really kick-butt villain more so than dodgson in my opinion no disparagement uh, towards Dodgson, but she felt completely underused. And if we get to do more Jurassic in the future, it would feel like a missed opportunity to not see her again. Which brings me to my main question. After listening to uh, July's Jurassic Mailbag, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that Jen enjoyed Dominion as much as she did. Going so far as to see it in theaters three times the amount that Brad did. (laughs) I saw Fallen Kingdom just as many, so it seeing uh, it in theaters that many times really does not warrant how much I like a movie. <laughs> fair, I guess fair point. Uh, he says, I liked Claire's story just fine, while acknowledging in the back of my mind that maybe Jen wasn't going to appreciate it quite so much. I'm well aware of Jen's feelings that Claire's journey should have involved going into politics, but Jen also admitted she kind of wishes Colin could go back to the beginning and just redo the main storyline in general. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for Jen. If dinosaurs spreading around the world did not do it for you personally, what direction do you personally believe the main storyline should have gone after Jurassic World? I do love the movies as is, but I'm curious to know your personal what could have been, and again, just not with Claire. Whether we get more (laughs) movies, TV shows, or Universal takes a break, here's to remaining a lifelong Jurassic fan no matter what. Thank you. So yeah, that was a great email. Thank you, Eric. I like the Disney uh, Star Wars movies, so I'll start with that. But this is mostly uh, for you here, Jen, because, yeah. you know, uh, you've, you've mentioned that you don't really care for the journey of Claire here. Um, but outside of that, say, for instance, you know, Jurassic World ends. We see the ending of that movie. The mm-hmm. T-Rex roars. We know that, you know, they're sticking together for survival. What's next? What do you, what do you write? I, my major problem with Fallen Kingdom is, and the direction that it went in was, I just feel like we were blindsided by like the a volcano. The whole reason to get them back on the island was weird. I didn't like the auction thing. I hated the haunted house chase feel. That was a total waste of time because it's like, oh, we're just going to run for half the movie and accomplish nothing. So that whole movie, I didn't like the direction it went in. The question, though, is what direction would have I went in? And that is such a good question because I've thought about this. Um, I like the idea of more fallout from the park. I feel like we skipped an entire segment of um, the fallout because there's a ton of there has to be a ton of legal stuff and there has to be a ton of logistics of what happens what do we do with the dinosaurs? And yeah, I know the DPG kind of touched on that, but um, more so like immediate. I, I know that even with, with the movies, we, we move with time and there we do have to move so many years, but um, I just feel like there's so much 
that got skipped over. And then we were blindsided by here's a volcano. And now we're doing this auction. It was just weird. But I guess, um, cause you do, I mean, it can't just be like a law and order episode. Like it has to be an exciting time. This one movie. So, um, I guess just, you could have done maybe the auctiony stuff or like the selling of dinosaurs or like the black market of dinosaurs, somewhat like that to get them around the world. Like the, the dinosaurs being off the Island is not my problem. I, that's why I don't mind dominion. I don't mind the dinosaurs being off the Island. I don't mind where we ended up. I mind how we got there. I mind the weird contrived volcano that just happened to erupt conveniently at the right time that we didn't even know that was there before. Like the whole thing just felt weird. So if there's a way that, um, like, uh, let's, let's say, like we, we just said, Claire went into politics and then she's also has a whole lot of pressure about the island. Maybe she's like in charge of the fallout. And she has to deal with that. But then the whole thing of there's two sides of the fallout because you have her side trying to figure it out, maybe trying to do the right thing, holding some kind of power to fix everything. But then, and maybe even do DPG stuff that way. But then having the Lockwood side, the Mills side kind of coming in on the other way and trying to, I don't want to say sabotage, but get what they want out of it too. And that would force everyone back on the island that way because there's just so much fallout that's being done. And we could have saw more of the islands. I believe that was something we talked about right after Fallen Kingdom was, oh, I wish we could have explored more of Jurassic World falling apart. Like four years, three years later, whatever it was. I think that would have been an excuse to see more of that and just explore like what are our options here? What are we going to do? And just have like all kind of shady people coming in, trying to do stuff, trying to like get to Claire with her stuff and this whole, this whole thing. And eventually we can end up exactly where we were. No problem. We could still be here with Dominion. And I, I might have even thrown in the originals um, a little sooner, but not face to face, but like on a news program, like have them aware of the situation and more so than have the whole thing separated out. Like it was with Fallen Kingdom, have everybody who's ever been involved with Jurassic kind of have to figure out what we're doing with this island and like what we're doing with what happened and we can't do this again but what do we do right now and i think everyone kind of would have had a part in that and then in dominion we could have brought everyone together as we did which is perfectly fine but um i think my main problem is the way fallen kingdom went went about because i I'm, i'm okay with the where we ended up the locust thing whatever it's it's fine doesn't bother me um but i love jurassic world so much and i would have loved to have seen more of the fallout because my first thought i have two thoughts after seeing jurassic world my first one was what would the originals think of this and i wanted to see that movie so bad of what the originals would have like done with this and two what's the fallout of this and how is this is claire's problem now like where's the what's the fallout and how will the originals think of this and Fallen Kingdom ignored and bypassed all of that. So that's my problem right there. If they could just kind of rework that a little bit, come out to where we are at Domain, I think I'd be fine. That's what I would do. Yeah. You know, I um, I think for me, if I was to 
kind of rework things a little bit. I think I would have gone back to Jurassic World and said, let's not um, let's not have this be a public matter. You know, let's make let's make this Indominus affair be something that happens, you know, in the privacy of the the restricted area or something like that, where nobody ever knows about it. You know, they there's a chance where they they bring they lock down the island and they bring people in, but nothing actually comes of it. You know, and all the stuff happens in the north end of the island where they can take care of this, and then the story just goes on, and then they they just send everybody back into the park and everything is taken care of. It's like, whew, man, we avoided a disaster there because like these movies are always about disaster and just like destroy, destroying things. So to have it end in a way where like, well, we didn't actually destroy everything, but you laid the seeds maybe for the future somehow. Um, I think that would have been a really cool way to approach it where you could have these characters naturally progress a little bit more. And then you pick up with like the second movie, and Claire's still in charge, and maybe, maybe, maybe you know, uh, maybe uh, what's his name? As Ronnie still dies in a helicopter crash, something like that. And then you get to see the fallout from that, but it's like, Masrani dies in a a skiing accident or something. You see like <laughs> weird like stories that you know you know that the, you know the truth, but the the public doesn't know the truth and you you know that there's a cover up and stuff like that. I think that that would have been a cool way to go. But then maybe in the beginning portion, the first half of the movie, first quarter, the park falls or something happens there and then we get to eventually see dinosaurs released into the wild in that that second movie and then the third movie would be that movie kind of like Dominion. Um more like what I explained before about we're going from place to place to place and then we end up at this Biosyn place at the end. Um, I feel like that would have been a cool way to go. Uh, I've talked about that, I feel like, a little bit before about not actually destroying the park the first time around so that way we can Mm -hmm. see the park again because that is one of the things that, like, we all love to see is, would, would love to see is, like, the park functioning again and to see something happen there. And, uh, yeah, it could be cool. It would have been it seems cool. like not could be the major the, yeah the major misstep for both of us is the direction of Fallen Kingdom because we don't have a problem with Dominion really and the things that happened and where we ended up but I love Jurassic World how it is so I wouldn't have changed it but I love the idea of the fallout you're right with me with that like the fallout I feel was something that we earned from watching Jurassic World and then not to have any fallout because that's all your questions are there and it's just like how what's gonna happen next yeah and then it's like oh not nothing actually happens next we just go in a completely different direction has nothing to do with this oh everyone's different oh okay and i feel like that derailed um everything for for me anyway and seems for you as well and i just think we could have got to dominion without that extreme derailment we missed a lot of good (laughs) stuff like we missed a lot of good content by just doing a weird whatever fallen kingdom was that's well, why i that's why i hate that movie because it, it just derailed it wrong for me well, it's not good too heavy on the derailment from for myself because i really love falling kingdom <laughs> yeah you do so. you do that's true. <laughs> so i yeah, like that true. but if if in in this alternate world this alternate reality uh i guess alternate universe or whatever if they and think about how cool would that be is like the movie starts with somehow like, you know how like the beginning of the movie always has like a crazy action sequence or it should or whatever. Like that would be cool if they, like you see the downfall of the park and then you see the fallout. Like we've always wanted, you know, like you talked Mm -hmm. about, we wanted to see 
what were the repercussions of what happened yeah. in the first Jurassic World? While, you know, maybe the incident that takes down the park isn't necessarily too important, we get to see the fallout from whatever it is, and then we see that the there was cover-up of an incident back in 2015. Mm-hmm. But then we get to see, like, Claire defend herself and say, like, this wasn't on me. This was on Ms. Ronnie and Vic Hoskins and other people. And then we get to see maybe her building this confidence in this personality that people are getting behind. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I really believe in this person. And then eventually maybe you do skip ahead a few years or something, and then you do see her a prominent figure that is – helping to bring in these dinosaurs that have been taken out or whatever that, you know, it could have been that, that could have been her lead into the, the politics that we, that were referenced in the evolution of Claire and stuff. So the sad thing is not only did we not get the fallout, not only did we completely, did she completely lose any authority or any importance that she ever had? um, We watched that just disappear in fallen kingdom. Like not only did all of that happen, but then it's not even acknowledged in Dominion. That's where it really is like the salt in the wound for me. Like Fallen Kingdom gave me the wound and Dominion put in the salt because it's not <laughs> even acknowledged. It's not even respected or, or known or hated. There's absolutely zero emotion. Normal person, just a normal person looking for a kid and nothing, nothing, not everything she did accomplish, everything we read in evolution of Claire, everything she was supposed to be. It's just all erased in that no one even knows who you are or nor do they care. And that just, that just breaks me so much. Yeah. Well, this is the story we got. So I guess we got to appreciate what we have here and I love it all. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry, Jen. (laughs) No, that's but, fine. I still uh, love. Yeah. I I do love mo- a lot of it. I do love a lot of it, but um, it's just those little things there. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for writing in. Hopefully, we hear from you again. This next one is a voicemail from Alex. Take it away, Alex. Hi, Brad and Jen. I just wanted to let you know that I'm a longtime caller. My name is Alex, and I have a question for you. Do you think we're ever going to see Blue and Beta ever again in the franchise? And if so, do you think they will have will appear in the next trilogy or or have their own show? Bye. Thank you, Alex. Uh, that's a great question because, like, they just kind of trot off and uh, you know give some nice looks to- towards Owen, at least in the theatrical cut. So what? Uh, you know, what is the future of those characters? Because they are characters. They are characters just like anybody else for them, for that matter. You know, they really are. Um, of course, Blue is really glossed over in the in the theatrical cut for the most part. And Beta, I guess, kind of as well. Um, Beta played a little bit larger of a role. But um, what's the future? Do we... Does Universal like? Let me say, has Universal invested too much into that those characters or, or Blue specifically to just forget about Blue? I mean, at this point, I think most characters are kind of done, including them, including the T Rex, maybe because the because Colin has even said the T Rex is super old, and if a lot of time passes before the next movie, it they might just write it off, saying, "Oh, it died a while ago" or something if we're moving with time. So I feel like almost everyone we've seen is probably done, including blue. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. I could, 
I could see that because, like, if you're gonna bring back Blue, you're gonna bring back Owen probably. I mean, I guess you could do a story without that. You you could really do like I, I, we've talked about it many times, like a story of of Velociraptors like attacking a a small village or a town somewhere on the outskirts, you know, where there's not a lot of interaction with a ton of people. So it could be something like, well, this is up to blue to kind of, you know, salvage this and to earn the trust or something like that. So maybe they could do something like that where, you know, other Raptors attack and then blues the kind of hero. Um, But outside of that, like, I don't really know why blue would return and why you know owen or or claire or Maisie wouldn't be involved you know so it's hard yeah yeah i think all of them are probably done at least for the near future i mean there's like they like i was just saying they ripped claire's relevancy completely away so why would she ever be in these movies again i just Maisie maybe but (laughs) they took Maisie's whole link away too with this new charlotte stuff so they have no reason to ever return. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I can see a world where Maisie returns, you know, and they get the Charlotte actress to to be Maisie in the future. And maybe there's a world where, you know, Beta and Blue show up at some point there, if that was the case. I could definitely see that. Then you'd have two Blues basically just running around. Maybe an older one with a eye scratched out and then like the 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 one that just looks like blue cuz it's beta grown up um and, you know maybe that could happen but like i said universal in- has invested so much money and and effort into this character it's on all the backpacks it's on you know lunch boxes uh it's you know it, it's always been front and center on the toys and um and, you know they have velocicoaster which of course is the entire raptor pack down in orlando um mm-hmm. but blues you know in in the interact attractions in beijing and hollywood and and in orlando and then there's meet and greets with blue and it's just such an awesome meet and greet and so there's a lot of investment into this character that like do you really just like not return at all like is is that the end because like think about it like the live tour will kick up again and blues in that and I think I think Blue might still probably be in the exhibition. I think I think there might be a Raptor scene. I, I don't know. Um, and like I said, it's she's in all the theme parks everywhere. So what is that? What does Jurassic look like without Blue? I, I I don't know. That's a weird. That's an interesting question. I guess it also depends on how long it'll take in between projects. Sure. Um, yeah. That would that would make because by then because you know by the time Jurassic World came out, Jurassic Park the Jurassic Park section of the parks or were feeling it a little bit like you had the Triceratops like walk and like you just had stuff that was feeling the fatigue and, and those kind of things don't really get old either but they were feeling it so by the time and third thing whether it's a trilogy or new movie or whatever comes depending on how much time passes blue could be feeling a little tired too yeah who knows i uh, i don't know it's hard to say like because they didn't revamp jurassic park in orlando and some of the other parks like there's still iterations of it and uh you know obviously hollywood has been revamped so it's like Mm -hmm. they didn't want to stick with jurassic park there but 
they kept it in other places, but they also have Jurassic World. So they're like, I don't know what they what they would do if a third incarnation came around. Like, how would you utilize that? I know that Universal's got another park coming to Orlando. So maybe in the future, there'll be like the other Jurassic movies. But yeah, that should have been Jurassic World should have been an epic universe. Like, that's a big joke right there. (laughs) Yeah, never going to forgive them. I don't know. That's a very interesting question, and it really depends on what the stories are moving forward. I could see it happening. I could. I'll say I could see it happening in some way, um, but without I mean, the main maybe. characters, and maybe only Maisie. Never say never on these things, but yeah. Well, thank know. you, thank you, Alex. Uh, this next one is from <laughs> Dwayne Pratt, and it says, "Hey guys, it's Owen again." Uh, well, we, it said Dwayne Pratt. So, hey, it's Owen again. <laughs> Thanks for reading my other email. It made my day. Anyway, I have two questions, and I'll try not to get too off topic. Okay, so here's the first one. I was watching Jurassic World the other day on Amazon Prime, and if you click a button, I forgot which one, it'll show you some fun facts. And one was that the original actor for Owen was supposed to be Dwayne Johnson. So I was wondering if you thought that he would have been a better, a better for the role uh, or if it's perfect the way it is with Chris Pratt. My other question was if you choose if you could choose any other actor for Owen besides Chris Pratt or Dwayne Johnson, who would it be? Thanks so much for reading. Stay safe, stay Jurassic, and enjoy another cookie. <laughs> cookie emoji on on the page here. So I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know that I've ever heard that The Rock was considered for Owen. Have you heard that before? No, I heard other other names, but no, not. Not The Rock, no. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know it, it was mentioned that it came from Amazon Prime, but like I don't know where that information mm-hmm. actually came from. Maybe some other people know, but uh, send it in to us because I have no clue. I'm not sure. Some that Amazon that. person was totally making everything up. And there's like, wait till I put this <laughs> in the program. They're like, The Rock loves jungle movies, and this was a jungle movie, so there was probably a good chance that he was considered for the role of Owen. Uh, I know that Josh mm-hmm. Brolin was considered for the role, right? Um but uh, The Rock, that sounds crazy to me. So I cannot imagine him. Like, I know these movies are very big and spectacle and, and stuff like that, but I cannot imagine The Rock in, in any of these movies as Owen. That would be hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see anyone else. But that's just because it's what we have right now. Sure, so you can't yeah. really see. I can't see anybody else, honestly. I could definitely see Josh Brolin. Uh, in the role or somebody like that um but yeah the rock takes it to a different level and i love the rock but i don't always love the movies so it's hard and i don't always love the acting so i don't know but you know i guess you could say the same thing for chris pratt who knows but um yeah i guess i would just stick with josh brolin i think that would have been a, a great casting maybe maybe a more serious approach uh to the character a more grounded believable version than Chris Pratt, so I think that could have been that could have been a choice. You know, he's a he's a bit older than Chris Pratt, I think. So I, I don't know. That yeah, been I was interesting. just googling him. I don't I don't really I don't know people, so I was just googling him. He's fifty four. Yeah, so you know he's like I forget how how old he is. Uh, Chris Pratt is. He's like in his forties, so mm-hmm. you know a little bit older there. But any do you have any other any any other choice that you would you know pick for Owen? No, I really wouldn't. I like how it is. I'm going to lock that in. <laughs> Chris Pratt it is. 
Uh, all right, so thank you to uh, Owen Dwayne there. So uh, thank you so much. Let's move on to another voicemail here. This is, uh, I don't know who this is from. Let's take a listen. Hey, Jurassic Park Podcast. I always enjoy listening. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. I just wanted to share a little bit with you for the mailbag. First, I loved Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, it was truly awesome. Went to it the first night. All my friends know that I'm a big JP fan, so they kind of were like, hey, let's get the gang together and let's go watch the movie. And uh, they all surprised me with, uh, they presented with me with a pair of the green Reebok high top Jurassic Park themed shoes on that night. So we had like a big celebration right there in the theater and I was stomping around in those uh, high tops all night. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, the, you know, I was kind of screening it to see if it was okay for my young kids that, that night. And uh, yeah, it, it, I deemed it to be kid appropriate. So we went back the next week with the kids. They were way into it. Uh, always watching, fun watching people, uh, jump scare when the, um, the Metrodon pops out at Alan Grant. Um, and, uh, so then I just wanted to say, I know that, uh, a lot of people are a little bit underwhelmed by that final battle. I thought it was cool, but definitely, um, you know, a little bit of a repeat from Jurassic World. So I was thinking, what a sweet, um, you know, because you've got to have some kind of epic dino battle. You don't have to, but, you know, the fans love it, myself included. But what would have been sweet is instead of the T-Rex teaming up with the Therizinosaurus, if what if, what if uh, the bull T-Rex and the mom T-Rex from the Lost World popped out and it was a three T-Rex team up against the uh, Giganotosaurus. Uh, that would be pretty righteous, in my opinion. And also to see the bull T-Rex just, uh, you know, ripping it up like, uh, as it, as it was in, in days gone by. Um, so that'd be cool. You know, you could even have like, maybe the original Rexy could have passed on in that moment and then the bull and the mom come out and like avenge Rexy or maybe all three of them survived. I don't know, haven't thought it all the way through, but just some, uh, some of my thoughts and ideas. Uh, thanks for, for all you do and, uh, look forward to listening in. Whew. Wow. What a I thought there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I that would have been crazy. I'm sad that's not, now I can't get that out of my head. Now when I watch the movie, the whole thing's ruined. Like, I didn't like the ending, that whole fight thing to begin with, but now I'm like, Oh my goodness! It could have actually been good. Like, oh, how disappointing! Yeah, you know, it was like it kind of felt like it was going to be like a big billing, like all these characters, all these dinosaurs together fighting, and then it was. It just wasn't. I don't think it was meant to be the spectacle that you know we got in Jurassic World with the the end battle there. So it was just a different experience altogether. But you know, I've seen so much thought like. Um, you know, like it was the caller was saying there that like people are disappointed with the ending and or that battle. Um, and then I saw that animatic thing that somebody put together of the Spinosaurus in there. And I'm like, wow, that would have been really incredible if the Spinosaurus was there instead of the Therizinosaurus. Mm -hmm. um, 
which that would be that would be my choice. But this is uh, right up there, having like the two T Rex do that with the original T Rex. Man, that would have been so awesome, yeah. insanely good. Like that would have been so so good. Um, I will say that uh, if you watch Camp Cretaceous, you kind of got your wish. Uh, so, you know, at least there's that. At least there is that. That that pretty much did happen, uh, kind of in, in a way uh, in that in that uh, show. So. Good, good thought. At least, <laughs> yeah. I would. I think that would have been a <gasps> moment for me instead of just a. Well, I guess we'll just get this part over with because we know what's probably going to happen. So, yeah. But that would that would have been like a, oh, like another layer on top. Yeah, that been really yeah. Um, as far as kid appropriateness goes, uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like it is very not, not kid friendly but it's it's appropriate for sure like i don't there's nothing in it that's like overly brutal um you know jurassic world is is a tough one you know i'm like i watched it with my kid one time shielding his eyes a bunch so i'm like this is yeah it's a bit intense uh mm -hmm. we haven't watched that or fallen kingdom i mean we did watch no we did watch jurassic world we haven't watched the other two um and like i think the only thing is like the length it's like so long i don't know if he would have made it through the whole thing in the theater yeah um mm -hmm. so that would have been tough but we'll eventually find out with the extended cut i'll have to wait even longer uh but at least he can take a bathroom break and we can pause um but yeah i i feel like it was fine you know for kids um do you agree yeah i mean i never thought i've never been one to think the drastic movies in general are scary or anything i've never seen them as a horror movie i know I, I hear that a lot that people think there should be scary and the dinosaurs are scary and they're horror movies and bryce says that a lot and i'm like mm, i don't know you're weakling when it comes to that but i don't i never thought i never even my little tiny gen self in like 1993 four or five whatever <laughs> never would have considered them to be scary and my cast is trying something. But I never would have <laughs> considered them to be scary ever. And so when I get the thing of is it a kid friendly, I think they're all kid friendly. Maybe my tolerance is like ridiculous and why it's like watching stuff you shouldn't be watching at two and a half. But I don't think any of them are bad for any age. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Some are more brutal or, or darker at times, but like there's nothing overtly like all that terrible that you can't really just sit down and maybe maybe block a scene or two or something like that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, and then I, I like that Reebok shoe surprise in the voicemail there. That was, that's some great friends to show up to a mm -hmm. theater and you got some new uh, Reebok shoes. Those, those things are awesome. I wish I had the green ones, uh, the Explorer ones that, that he mentioned there. So mm. very I've cool. Them, yeah. uh, I, I'm sorry. I did not catch your name in there. So next time you call, let, let, let us know. Uh, but we've got another one here. This is from, I think we are on Zach. Here hey, Brad and Jen. Uh, this hey. is Zach, long-time listener. Love the podcast. Colin, because uh, I, I guess you could definitely agree that this is a great time to be a Jurassic fan because there are tons of dinosaur toys out there. Mattel's really hitting it out of the park. However, if I wanted to get a custom dinosaur toy made, are there any resources or anything out there that you guys might think, my son really wants a Cardoraptor, and I have looked everywhere, and uh, I just really would like to be able to get him the one he wants. Thanks. Bye. 
Wow, uh, this is interesting. Mm. No, I ha- I don't know to be honest. I I believe you sent in an email as well, uh, or something. But I uh, I don't know of anybody. Like I know Ted Brothers. You know, on Instagram, YouTube, you can find Ted Brothers. But Ted doesn't really do custom work for you know outside people. Uh, he usually just does it for himself and then puts it on YouTube or or his Instagram. But uh, yeah, I don't really know anybody off the top of my head that actually will make whatever you want and just ship it out to you. I would just search mm-hmm. through Instagram if you can, because there are so many like really talented people and customizers out there who can make some stuff like that. I just I don't really know anybody off the top of my head. I don't think. Uh, do you know of anybody that mm-hmm. would uh, be able to do that? I mean, I've seen it around, but I don't, like you said, I, they might just do it just for themselves. I know people repaint, that repainting is a popular thing, but going out and just actually creating something specific, <coughs> I don't know anybody um, who would, who could do that. Yeah, I don't know, off the top of my head as well, but I'm sure they exist. I'm sure someone out there has <laughs> the capabilities and could do it. Yeah, I'll I'll try to reach out to some people and see if I can, um, you know, find some information. And if anybody out there is capable of this, if you are a customizer of any kind and you are looking for some work, uh, hey, hit me up and I'll I'll try to pass along your information because I, I I don't know who you are. So if you're out there, let us know and I'll try to track down some people as well. All right, well there you have it. Uh, we've got one final voicemail here this is from unknown no no it's not it's from roberto and uh this one actually is interesting because uh roberto sent in three voicemails uh to our 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 phone number but then also sent in an mp3 to our email and then said to ignore the voicemails so i'm not gonna play the voicemails but I did write down some thoughts on the voicemails because I thought there were some really interesting things in there that were not in this uh, this voicemail or this email here. So let's – or what is it? Whatever it is, MP3. Uh, take it away, Roberto. Let's hear what you have to say. Hi. Uh, I'm the same guy that made all those other messages. Just please ignore them. Uh, just focus on this Definitely one. did. Yeah, I'm just going to be brief about this. Um just from the get-go, I, I'd like to say that I am very disappointed where things are heading in the community. Uh, the current state of Jurassic is stale, and rightly so, because we're not having anything new, and I don't expect anything new at the moment. It's, you know, this franchise, it has, you know, it, it everything that, that we see in Jurassic Park, in the franchise, in Jurassic World, it just comes out at, at a specific time. And when that time passes uh, beyond the films, beyond the series, you know, we're just left in this state of, of, of affairs and i cannot change that nobody can because nobody n- nothing's coming out genuinely there's nothing coming out and while i would like something you know to stimulate the conversation and everything i think you know now that we have already crossed the threshold and now that we're beyond the these films i think it's time to talk about the bigger picture because the problem is that we're focusing too much on the little things and i think the time for that has passed generally like i think there's a moment in time for everything and i think now the moment is for people to start talking about the wider thematic message in the franchise instead of talking about the same old same old those oh, spinosaurus in the minute that would have been cool oh jp3 tail oh jurassic park the game is in canon oh the barbosol can oh this oh that oh jurassic park uh 2 prequel oh yeah 1994 cleanup okay 
Okay, we've talked about all of that a lot. There's been a lot of conversations about that. And I think it's time for people to generally, like, begin just looking at the wider picture. Like, just looking at the wider thematic message hidden within these films, the core of it all. And obviously, there will be a moment for that. I'm not saying that it won't. You know, but I think the moment now is for us to really start focusing on what really matters, which is what this movie and the others tell us and what it really means, you know, because eventually, 30 years from now, people aren't going to be talking about whether if Dominion uh, has certain things in, in story or this or that. No, they're going to be talking about how the movie itself has a message and what the message says and how that message transcends the film because that's what's happened with Jurassic Park that's what's happened with The Lost World and unironically it also has happened with Jurassic Park 3 there's been a lot of analysis on that film recently and it's bound to happen to a minion but I just hope that people realize that the sooner the better right I think it's worth having these conversations now while we can because you know, these are conversations worth having. The others, not so much. So, yeah, that's all I can really say call about there, this. Roberto. Um, it's, it's really just about being, you know, focusing on what really matters and what really is important. And I think that's what really matters, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, that's what I have to say. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to record this and to, to send it to you guys. Uh, see you. Bye. All right. So there it is. Um, really interesting message about, you know, kind of talking, like forgetting about the, the same old boring topics and talking about the wider thematic messaging of, you know, this movie and maybe just this trilogy as a whole. And, and I love that idea because, you know, we have talked about everything to death, really. Um, and at this point, like, there's not there's not a ton to talk about outside of what happened in this movie. That's it. You know, like, there's not really a ton to analyze. But I would love to uh, talk about the wider thematic message and what it means and, and all that. I think that's a really good idea. And, uh, you know, I, I agree that, like, there has been just focus on the little things and, and it's like, I am kind of tired of this, this or that or whatever these little things are. Um, you know, I, maybe just because I've, I've been here at the podcast for seven plus years talking about those little things for so long. So I would like to like focus on, on focus in on other things. And I think, uh, I think that's a great idea. What do you think about some of that, that stuff there? Um, I agree, but we are also, pretty fresh after a new movie and we had a lot of everyone hasn't even seen the extended cut yet so i do yeah, think yeah. the little things in that aspect still um can be like have their place to be discussed for a little bit longer um because there is so much more i think that could be discussed and more like there's just more that could be discussed that once everyone gets everything um, so we're technically, like, we're not even there yet. We're not even to that point. So I do think it's a little early to be going to the big picture. But um, 
soon. I mean, eventually we have our entire lives to go to the next big to go to the big picture because I don't know when we're seeing the next <laughs> thing, just like you said. So yeah. yeah. It's like it's like I wanna I wanna dive into those things as well, but you just mentioned like the the extended cut is coming very soon as of this episode coming out. Like so there's gonna be a lot to talk about there and whatever little things we may be able to discuss and and compare and contrast and and do all that. But but I do still agree that like I, I don't know. Maybe my mindset will change once this extended cut comes out. But I feel like you know I don't know how much how much worth is there in discussing you know the the small minutia of everything. But I, I'll be interested to see what happens with this extended cut to see how much further we dive into things. Because at this point, it's like we've all you know except for Jen, most of us have seen the Camp Cretaceous, <laughs> and so we've got the bigger picture. We 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 can kind of take a step back and say like, what has it all been about? And I think I was saying that recently, I don't know what episode, but like, what was the story that we were trying to tell here, you know, with, with these three movies and with Camp Cretaceous, is there something, a message? Is there something that we were trying to get across here that is worth discussing? Um, you know, was it all worth it? What was the point? You know, grander, grander thoughts than just like Barbasol cans and, and things like that. So I, I appreciate that thought process. Uh, Roberto asked about or talked about the memeing of JP3, which I was like, hey, that's never going to end. We're going to keep memeing that thing until the end of time because and we're going to do it, I think, out of love because that's what I do. Was when, anytime I throw out a meme for JP3, it's not out of hate. It's not out of like dislike. It's out of love. Like I want to see the Spinosaurus memed everywhere, and I want to see that like happen constantly. I don't think memeing is uh you know not it's not always a, a thing like that should be viewed negatively. Like if you're making fun of something, maybe, but like I I always uh anytime I see Jurassic Park three being memed, it's out of love. So um, but yeah, I love Jurassic Park three. I will happily admit that. I love Jurassic Park 3. I wanted to see Kirby's Paint and Towel referenced in Dominion so yeah. bad. Huge miss. It could have just been anywhere. Little thing. I'd, Easter egg. I would have just like lost lost it. But um, I love that movie. I really do. And the more I watch it, the more I love it. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, that's about it, I think, uh, for the notes. So thank you, Roberto, for sending in all your, your, uh, discussion points there. Really, really appreciate it. But that's it. That's a long one. We were almost uh, doing this for two hours here. So we really appreciate everybody, uh, taking a listen and, uh, enjoying your, your walk, your ride, your work day, whatever the case may be. We enjoy you, uh, uh, taking this journey with us on the mailbag and we'll be back soon enough so thank you jen for for joining me once again here thanks i'm still amazed people like listen to this i'm just <laughs> i'm always shocked when someone's like i listen to all of them or i just listened to your july and i'm like crap what did i say like oh i know I, I have no idea this. i have no <laughs> I idea what... they make it through <laughs> like i listen to podcasts and i can't believe somebody listens to this like i listen to podcasts like it's just weird. yeah most times i listen to podcasts like all day long but like, I we didn't even know that we did a, a July mailbag, and then a lot of the voicemails were like, "Listen to July," and we're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I guess we did, we did, we did one." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's how um, you know, on top of the uh, the heartbeat, we are here at the uh, the mailbag. So, uh, so Jen, where can everybody find you online if they want to let you know that they've been listening? 
Uh, if you want to find me, you can. I'm on Twitter at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. I do the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network and BryceDHoward.com. I also do the Jurassic Vault. Um, and currently, right now, my entire life consists of capping, capping, capping the 4K. The 4K of the new movie. I've been capping for BH Network. But I'm going to wait until the 4K of the extended comes out before I cap for the vault. So if you're like wondering where are those caps, I want my caps. I'm waiting for the extended. <laughs> that way I don't got to go back and put them Makes in. Sense. But for BDH Network, it's not it's not going to be as hard. So that's okay. I'm doing that right now. But so much capping is happening right now. So much capping. <laughs> but it'll be there. It'll eventually yeah. be there. I can't wait yeah. to see it all. That'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, definitely go check out all that hard work. And uh, that that's it. That does it. So thank you again to each and every person that wrote or, or called in. We really, really appreciate it. And we can't wait to hear from you um, in October. Yeah, because that's when the next one is going to be. The nec- Next month, you'll hear The Wire. Um, like I said, we're doing every other month. I've probably mentioned it a bunch of times. So you'll hear The Mailbag in October. So I'll see you then, Jen. See you in October. Halloween. Wow. Halloween. Best time of year. Oh, yes. I cannot wait. Bring it. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening to the 334th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so, so much to each and every one of you who called in, wrote in, whatever the case may be. I'm I'm so excited every time one of your emails or voicemails pops into the inbox. And I know that people care about Jurassic. People want to still talk about it. Um, look, I know we, we just finished this big cycle with Jurassic World Dominion. And, you know, they just, they just did some of their most final press dates and stuff like that. So there's, you know, there's a final final sense of conclusion here but the conversation is still kicking conversation is still good and you guys proved that today with all kinds of fun stuff in this one so thank you so much and please be a part of the next one as always call 732-825-7763 email us your uh, audio files or whatever you have over to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com or you can contact us on our contact form on our website over on jurassicparkpodcast.com but I cannot forget to thank the one and only Jennifer Evans for joining me once again here in the mailbag segment to uh, sift through all those voicemails and emails and everything that you all sent in. So thank you so much, Jen, for joining me once again. And, uh, you know, uh, look, I know we all have differences of opinion, so I think it makes it fun to kind of digest that and to come at it from a place of, like, respect and honesty and get to the bottom of what we really feel about these things that's why we give you the outlet to call in and say look i i like this about the movie or i didn't like this about the movie it's not really a place to judge or to you know to to criticize everybody's opinions but look you know me i'm always here to try to lift up lift up everybody and kind of get to the bottom of like what went wrong with the movie for you and why maybe you don't like it but maybe i can help you like it in some way uh but i love that we can have this outlet to kind of discuss our differences of opinions uh and it makes it a good place so thank you so much for um you know listening to that and uh being a part of that and it makes it uh all the more fun so thank you so much to jen 
Thank you to all of you for writing in and calling in. We really, really appreciate it. But that is all I have for everybody out there. So stay safe. Please be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with. Uh, we got to continue to fight for that representation, change, and equality in and outside of the Jurassic franchise. And we got to make this world just overall, we got to make it a better place. Look, it, you know, sometimes it's not the best, but we're doing the best that we can. So I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself and to all of you to go ahead and make that change and make it a better place. So thank you so much. Here I am with the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.